Hey, this is Joan Alyssa, and this is episode two of Central Cities podcast. Uh, we're doing these podcasts so that we can keep the uh, the launch team connected, as well as uh, just uh, keep other people interested, informed about what's going on, and um, just to get excited about this new church that we're launching this fall. Um, There's a sense that like a lot of the people we're talking to are people we learn from and um, you know, there's so much we're going to learn in the process that we thought some of these conversations should really be recorded uh, so other people can learn them alongside us. So I think you'll find that true, especially uh, with this episode. Um, so this episode we're, we're interviewing, uh, I'm interviewing our senior pastor, Paul Reisler. And, uh, um, you know, we, I actually met Paul through Alyssa because Alyssa was an intern with Paul years ago. While I was in college, yeah. And uh, I had, had uh, met a couple pastors, had some uh, weird experiences in our conference and, and just a bunch of funny things. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just go back to Defiance where I was serving at the time and I'm not going to worry about meeting anyone else, et cetera. She's like, well, do that, but first you have to meet this guy named Paul. And uh, I still remember that conversation. And uh, here we are now in Athens and now we're going to be launching a church. So... Anyways, um, I met with uh, Paul and asked him a bunch of questions about Central. He had a, a lot of really great things to say, so we're actually going to keep this intro um, short, if, if, it, if, if you could say that what we've said is short. Uh, we're going to keep it short because um, we really want you to have plenty of time to listen to what Paul has to say. Cool. Well, let's get into that. All right. Well, um, we have with us... A truly special guest, my dear friend, mentor, and senior pastor, Paul Reisler. And uh, we're going to talk about um, a lot of things relating to the church plant and how it's like coming out of Central. And uh, so I want to start first by asking you, you know, I think every pastor has at least some interest in church planning um, because church planning has been in, you know, the history of the church throughout. I mean, that's how the church has always grown is church planning. And I bet a lot of pastors would love to see more churches and would love to be even a part of a new church. But I think there's a difference between having an interest in church planning and actually taking the step towards helping launch a church. You know, like actually owning the church, asking your church to support it financially and to even release people to be a part of it. So I was wondering if you'd share a little bit of that journey that you've been on as you've moved from, you know, having an interest to actually committing to a new church start. Um, and I know a lot of it probably has to do with your love for me and Alyssa, um, of course. But putting us aside, what has it been to move from an interest in church planning to actually leading this church in a direction and owning it for yourself? Well, I actually do think it's hilarious that you started out by saying that every pastor has an interest in church planning. That's said like a true church planter. Yeah. You would think everybody. Do they not? <laughs> no, I don't I, I think most pastors want to be a part of something. I, I think they want to be a part of a healthy church. I think they want to be a part of a church where God is moving and working. Um, I think they want to sense uh, kind of a purpose in what they're doing and their mission. But and, and I also think there are things about starting something new that is really appealing to a lot of people, largely because they don't want to. They think that if you start something new, you don't have to deal with the regular yeah. problems everybody else deals with. But I'm not sure that most of us would see ourselves as entrepreneurial enough to pull it off, which is probably actually what keeps a lot of pastors from owning the vision themselves. We think that to be a part of church planting means that we have to be the church planter. And uh, of course, that's not the case. Uh, 
uh, around the time I hit my 40s, I turned 50 this summer. Ooh. Uh, I know. Um, oh, dear. I decided I wanted to invest really the rest of my life in multiplication rather than addition. And for me, uh, that meant that it wasn't enough just to grow a healthy church. And the language I started using, and I think I stole this from Andy Stanley, is that I had a choice. I was either going to be a launcher or a limiter of the next generation. Mm. And when I came into ministry, there were some people who I felt like were constantly limiting. Mm. And I wanted to help launch the next generation of, of leaders. So my first interest in church planning was actually a logical extension of my desire to invest in others, which means, yes, I like you and Alyssa, but I like Alyssa more than I like you. Because everybody, you know. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, everybody does. I like her more than I like, like me. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so in all seriousness, I see a part of my call is helping you live out your call to the fullest extent so much that I'm actually willing to risk some of my success so that you could be successful. So as far as taking central in that step, um, I think there are multiple things that sort of led me to have an interest in church planting, as you said. Um, The first is, you know, we started Venue. And I think there are multiple things that that help kind of kind of in that move. Uh, we, you know, we started out with venue because we actually ran out of space, and then we found out that uh, that God wanted to do something by moving us closer to the inside of town, and we made a ton of mistakes doing it. And honestly, if I were to do it again, I probably would have treated it more like a church plant. Also, around the time that we planted venue, there was another church that was planted in Athens, and we had a lot of people. Some said there was 100 people that left Central to go to be a part of that plant. So I know what it's like to have people leave our church to go to a church plant. That said, most of them came back, and both churches are so much healthier now. Uh, The new church plant is doing really well, and Central is doing really well. So I kind of see the effect of what having a church planted in your neighborhood actually does. And um, I really believe that Central is a healthy church, and I'm intrigued to see what would it be like to, you know, at least try to replicate some of that DNA. So even if the context is different. So all those things sort of played into it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell you, uh, we met with a couple um, who we got in contact with someone else, and uh, uh, they had, um, they're, they're very committed to their church. Um, they were part of a church plant, so we were asking them questions about that experience. But, you know, they were there from the beginning, and they love it. Uh, but they have visited Central Venue before. And they said kind of jokingly, but I kind of feel like they meant it. They said, now, if you had a building like Central Venue, we'd leave our church for that. <laughs> I mean, church shouldn't be about the building, but it is a pretty cool space. And they even thought so as well. So anyways, uh, any more that you wanted to say on that? No. Okay, cool. Um, so we are planning a church in Columbus, and we want to take some of that DNA with us. Um, so the question I wanted to engage you in is, uh, what about Central in Athens do you hope to be that you hope will be carried into a new church in Columbus. Um, what are some of the principles do you think will work well sort of in any community and, and obviously lived out differently, but what are some of the things you think will be carried over? Yeah, I, I don't think these are central principles as much as they are healthy church principles that happen to be lived out in central. But I think the first is intergenerational ministry. Uh, I think the church is stronger when it's intergenerational. You know, we have a couple hundred college students who are a part of this community in some way. and But we also have you know, boomers and retired folks and young families and families with kids. And I think it's really healthy when the generations interact. So certainly intergenerational ministry. I, 
I like that we're a church that's pretty diverse politically and theologically. And we do that survey every couple of years, and it basically comes out in quarters. A quarter say they're conservative, quarter moderate leaning right, quarter moderate leaning left, and then a quarter liberal. And I think I think the kingdom of God's like that, and that helps us focus on just Jesus and the kingdom of God and those kind of important things. So um, I would say indigenous worship, not contemporary worship, but indigenous worship, because I don't know what contemporary worship means, um, but really music that speaks to the community and the people who are involved. Um, obviously some stuff around relational authenticity. What was that line you used a couple of, it was about a year ago when you said about central being cynical, uh, but cynical about the right things. Yeah, something along the lines of like uh, central tends to be cynical and even makes fun of various forms of Christianity, but not for the sake of having a you know not for the sake of just making fun of it, but for the sake of driving us to a deeper level of discipleship. Yeah, I think that idea. kind of kind of health. Um, it's kind of about being important about the right things and not worrying about all of the other things we often get consumed with on the surface. Yeah. We've never argued about the color of the carpet here. That's that's a good thing. That's something I want to carry over to the new church plan. Is okay. never arguing about that. No, never argue about. That. We're not going to design a logo by committee. No, no, that's never works out well. Um, I would say the change thing that we value change and the opportunity it brings. I think the, the ability to open to change and be able to to transform is be really important. Um, I would say those things are the primary thing. I think something that we've had for a long time this quick pathway to serve where people come in and then they start serving. I think something that you and Alyssa have gifted us with is a much clearer way that that's happened. And I think you've strengthened us tremendously in that, but I would love to see that carried on. So yeah, helping people connect and helping people connect quickly will be essential for a church plan because everyone's new and everyone's, uh, everyone's new to the, to the environment. Um, so of course central is going to be different. Um, we're not launching another campus. We're launching a brand new church. It's going to be its own kind of community um, in a new environment and eventually under new leadership. So how do you imagine Central City will be different from Central Avenue? Um, first, I, I, I just want to affirm that. Um, I think it's critical to remember that that they're going to be different because of context. I think I think churches take on the DNA of their leaders, but not just their pastors and staff, but kind of the leadership team, so the launch team in your case. So, of course, it's going to be different because there's going to be different personalities involved. And there's actually, I think there's a lot of good that that we could take from Central, but I think one of the worst things that could happen in Central City is if the church kind of had a WWCD, what would Central do, mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I just want to affirm that, that difference. Um, I imagine the style of worship might be different. I mean, you're in a more urban context. Um, your musicians are going to be different. I, I think the style could be a little different. I, I, I mean, I don't see Central City as the Fog and Lights Church, but but I but I'm sure that the worship experience will take on a different personality. Um, obviously, your location and your building and all that stuff determines a lot of personality. And I mean, the big thing is is Columbus is a lot larger. I mean. I see Central City as, you know, this city that's going to have an impact on the city of Columbus. It's going to be a larger reach. It's, it's going to be a regional church. And I think that in and of itself will change the dynamic of 
how a church operates. So, Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about Athens is, uh, and this is something that we've talked with people who lived in Athens and now live in Columbus, is, and it can be summed up basically, you, you're not shopping in the same grocery store as the people you go to church with. Right. And, and it's a subtle difference, but when you've lived in Athens for a while, you do shop at the same grocery store a lot of times with the people you go to church with, and you see them in other types of places but in Columbus, because there's just so many neighborhoods and so many communities, that, that isn't always the case. And so it, it just changes the way community feels, and then it will obviously uh, change the way the church feels as well. I think, I think that means, and to be honest with you, I think growing a, a church in a large city would be really difficult. Uh, I used to, my wife used to talk about the custodial method of church growth, which is you hire a custodian, open the doors, and it grows because the area is growing so much. But... I think to create community in that will be difficult and will require your team to be very intentional about spending time. I also want to say, I hope there's some things that you do differently. Specifically, I've started saying recently that I think Central does subtle well. I think that sometimes we're cautious about being too out there in terms of inviting folks. And I'm not sure we've done that really, really well. I don't think we have a I don't think we have a good theology necessarily of evangelism. And the other thing is, is just remembering that you and Alyssa are not the church planters. Obviously your lead team is going to be the church planters. And so they're going to need to be really invested in that and well as well in terms of inviting people. So actually I hope there's some things that you do a lot better than central and I expect you will. Yeah. Well, only time will tell. Um, so you talked about this briefly around in regards to having community and healthy relationships. It's one of the things we love about central and, uh, where people are authentic and honest and caring. Um, this sense of like relational excellence is something that you, a term you use. So what advice do you have for us in our launch team for building a similar kind of community in a new place, especially since we're forming a lot of new relationships, maybe even spread out geographically over the next couple of years? I think first, nothing substitutes for time spent together. And because you're going to be in a city, I think it's going to look different. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I would recommend you know eating meals together. I think any time that you can intentionally spend time together. I would caution you because your lead team is going to be a combination of new people and former centralites that you really try to avoid the central click or central did it this way or when we were in Athens sort of thing. Because you don't want to create a sort of insider-outsider kind of community to it. Uh, But realize that things are going to be different and people process information differently. Again, I think this is a strength that you and Alyssa have brought to the central community here in Athens of the strength finders and Myers-Briggs and just helping us understand that we have different strengths and we're going to focus on that. But I I think your lead team sort of knowing that will be really important. I would also say that anytime that people get close, there tend to be sparks. I mean, that's the whole, talk about relational friction and your team needs to be able to learn to keep short accounts, to be able to say, you know, I messed up, I'm sorry, or you messed up, let's talk about it. So, I mean, those things are important in any Christian relationship, but when you're starting something new in particular, because... You can teach what you know, but you'll reproduce who you are. And what happens in the lead team will happen in the church. It will be a reflection of the church. So uh, the last thing would be 
what I call my two buckets principle. And I think I came up with this, but that every com- everybody comes and they're carrying two buckets. One of them is full of gasoline and one of them is full of water. And whenever there's a spark of contention, you have a choice what you're going to do. You can throw gasoline on it and just make it explode or you can throw water on it and say, you know, I know this person's heart. I don't think they meant that and just sort of diffuse it. And I think as leaders, we really need to know what bucket to throw. Same is true with a, a, a new idea comes forward and someone says, you know, hey, let's do this. I mean, you can throw gasoline on that idea and fan it, or you can throw water on it. And again, as leaders, we have to know which bucket to throw. So I think all those things. Yeah. It's sobering to think that you know, we're this season right now where we're just now building our launch team. And they, um, you know, a lot of people haven't. We were, we've got our first meeting coming up, and it might have already happened by this plane. I'm not sure. But um, everything's kind of exciting and new. It's sobering to think that we might not always get along. And we need to learn how to forgive one another and let things go. And, and community happens on the other side of forgiveness and on the other side of, of overlooking things and just being willing to let people be themselves. And, you know, like community, authentic community happens on the other side of the difficult stuff. And so um, we need to be ready and, and mature enough to be able to work through some of that stuff as it arises. Uh, I mean, that's really good. And I think part of what that means is that you almost need the difficult stuff in order to create authentic community. I think if you just go in and say, hey, we're going to have authentic community, but don't walk through the challenges of it, it'll never be real. I mean, that's true in any relationship. So, Right. Someone said, you know, if, you, if your relationships in church are only at the level where you would never get in an argument with somebody, then you're not really in a relationship with them. But if you're serving with them, if you're in a small group with them, and you're going through difficult life situations with them, then opportunities to disagree arise, and that's where community happens. Um, but if you're if you're only at a shallow level where there's no room for disagreement or contention or problems, then you're then that's that's a reflection on your relationship. I think uh, one other thing along that line is, as someone said to me, this was years ago, always assume the best motive in the other person. I think our tendency is always, you know, when there's conflict, to assume that the other person's motive is wrong, as opposed to assuming it's right, and then sort of working from that angle. And I I have found that, I mean, confessionally, I struggle with that a lot. I mean, that's the hardest thing. You know, someone says something to another team member, a staff member, or somebody in the church, it's really easy to say, well, they're just mean, as opposed to they have a legitimate concern, so... Because you, but you've never questioned my motives. Oh no, no, never, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, let's let's just say this for the record. I mean, you and I have had some hard seasons oh, yeah. that we went through, but I think that that has actually strengthens our relationship, and I think it's built the trust. And so the point is now. I mean, other than that, I like Alyssa more than you. I mean, I think it's fantastic. So yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely true, and and that's that's how we can, uh, you know, say relationship is. Is, is really found on the other side of conflict. In fact, you're the, you're one of the first people who's insisted I forgive you. You know, most people will say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and then will someone will reply like, no big deal. And you know, I did that to you once, and you were like, no, I'm asking for forgiveness. It means something for you to say I forgive you, and I'm like, oh shoot, <laughs> you know. But that's that does develop a relationship that's a lot more authentic. It's also this. biblical. That that is important as well. <laughs> so uh, there's. People, um, uh, there are likely people living in Columbus, uh, you mentioned this, who know you and maybe even went to Central while in Athens or uh, knew you from some other context in the conference. But 
Um, they're not sure they want to be part of the new church start for various reasons. I was wondering what advice would you give them as they discern whether or not to be part of this new church start? Um, and how would you encourage them to, uh, you know, give it a shot? I think, honestly, I think you need to be a little crazy to be a part of a launch team, just to be honest with you. I, I, I just, I think, it, I think it's a little crazy. I also think you'd have to be a little crazy to not want to do this. There is this sense, and I don't, I don't pull the God card a lot, but there is this sense to me that I think that God is up to something, and God is up to something pretty interesting. I'm not going to say big, because in our culture, to say God is up to something big means, you know, something. But I, I do think that God is really, God seems to be in this, and that doesn't mean that God's not doing things in other churches. Obviously, there's a lot of great churches out there. But I really do think, and you know, you and I talk about this a lot, that new church starts are the best way to reach new people, mm. people who are outside the church. And I, I just think what a tremendous opportunity people have to be a part of something that God is doing. I think being involved, you know, even if people try it for a while and they're a part of a launch team or they're a part of the, the church for a season – I think that's going to change them and they will return to their context a stronger Christian. I think it'll push people's faith. I think they'll grow. I think they'll learn things. I think you and Alyssa and your mentoring will be really, really helpful to them. So I would just say, give it a shot. I mean, that sounds a little strange, but kind of give it a shot. Also, if I can pull the guilt card just a little bit, I think this is a strangely unique way for Columbus alumni to give back to the community of Central they're a part of. In other words, you know, you were here and you were being served and you probably had a, hopefully had a great experience. I think this is a way to invest back into this community without investing in this community. You're investing in what God is doing in another place. So there's almost a sense to which you owe us. No, just kidding. <laughs> and, but you know, I mean, yeah. it's a way to kind of give back. So I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, finally, I do, I do want to say, and this goes without saying, but I really do believe in you guys. Um, I have uh, a great deal of trust in you and Alyssa, and I think that you're tremendous leaders and tremendous pastors. And uh, Obviously, I wouldn't have invested, and Central Oil wouldn't have invested what we're investing in you, not just financially, but time and energy and all that stuff, if we didn't think that God was in this and that you both had the character to do it. So... For whatever it's worth, I'm giving you my little rubber stamp. <laughs> Rice were <Awesome>. approved. <laughs> That's weird, right? It's like the Colbert bump. Yeah. No, you probably don't know that. No, I don't know what that is. All right, all right. All right, I don't know. <laughs> <What's deep? laughs> I should have brought Colbert into this, but yeah, it's all right. Um, very good. That's, that's super um, That's super encouraging. Thank you, Paul. And, um, yeah, we um, – we have a lot to learn and we're excited about the people who are going to be a part of it. And honestly, you know, you mentioned this, we're not, uh, um, we understand that God's going to bring some people to a short term. And so we're trying to approach that with a really sober mind and, and we're looking for some people to commit to one to two years, but we're really allowing other people to commit to six to nine months just to kind of be a part of the early launch season and, and help us get it off the feet and see what God does after that. So we want to be, um, just be able to be a part, a partner with people, and it be a positive experience, whatever, whatever level God's calling them to be a part of it. So, yeah. one other thing, I would say, if you're a part of another church and you're going to help with a launch, 
I would have that communication with your pastor mm. and just say, you know, this is not personal. I'm not, I mean, because I've had a lot of people leave over the years, but just to say, you know, this isn't personal. I feel like, you know, God is calling me or this is something my previous church is doing and I want to be a part of it. I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm leaving forever. You know, this is something I'm helping launching and Hey, is there any other way that you could be a part of it as well? Because I think if people would have come to, if the new church in town, if somebody would have come to me and said, hey, is there ways that we can partner together? I would have gladly done that, even though it's cross-denominational. Hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, we want to see the kingdom grow. And so I would even bring that to their local church as well. Right, right. And, and you know, we're there's a difference because we're, we're not, you know, we're not looking to pull people from other churches, which is the fear a lot of times. But we are, um, we want to reach new people. But in order to reach new people, we need to partner with um, people, people who are Christians, people who are going to be a part of the mission and vision, or even people who aren't. I mean, we're open to partnering with anyone God sends us, but uh, certainly with people who are following Jesus already. So we're not looking to pull people from other churches, but we are looking for those people God is calling to partner with us so that we can reach new people. Um, and I think there's a, a subtle and important difference there. Um, any other advice that you want to throw out to the launch team? Yeah. Um, again, I don't mean to pull the God card, but there is a sort of, I guess I would encourage you to do something eternal with your life. Um, I think that if this is going to work in the way that you know we hope it would work and that God would move, that there needs to be some people who are willing to storm the gates of hell with a water pistol. I mean, you know, that there, I mean, it's going to be like, wow, I'm, I'm all in. And uh, I would say that, um, you know, my prayer is that your launch team would rise to the occasion and they would do that. Um, also uh, for the launch team and, you may be surprised I'm going to say this, but for the launch team, I would encourage the launch team to make sure that they care for you and Alyssa. Hmm. Um, there's a sense to which, you know, statistically, church plants are really rough. Marriages are really rough. People who have young kids, it's a very difficult season. And when you're buying a house, you know, all of those things are major life shifts. And you and Alyssa are going through all of them at the same time. And so I'm hoping that your launch team uh, really loves on you and cares for you and babysits your kids so you can get out. And, we'll be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you would be. <laughs> um, but, you know, to make sure that, that that part of their role is to care for you uh, and to be praying for you guys a lot, starting a new church is hard emotionally and physically and relationally and everything else. Um, but I think it's worth it. But I hope that they would take on that sort of a mindset with you. Thank you. That's the, yeah. Awesome. That's really good. Um, well, one of the things we do on this podcast, which is a little different, um, I don't know a lot of people pray on podcasts, but we do ask for our guests to pray for the launch team. And um, it's kind of uh, interesting recording a prayer that people listen to later, but um, I guess the Bible's filled with plenty of those. So uh, it's not such a bad practice uh, given, given, given that. But we were wondering if you just uh, say a prayer or blessing um, for our launch team and for me and Alyssa and for the new church start. God, we thank you for what you're doing and what you're about to do. We thank you that throughout history you have always um, called people and equipped people for such a time as this. And I pray for my friends Joe and Alyssa. I pray for um, I pray for their life in you. I pray for 
their marriage. I pray for their um, role as parents. I pray for their role as leaders, and I pray that you would bless them abundantly. I pray that you would do immeasurably more than they could ever ask or imagine. And God, I also pray for the launch team. I pray for unity um, in the midst of that community. I pray for incredible passion. Um, I pray that they would see you doing things um, that they have never seen before. And they would see you doing a, a new work, not only in the Columbus community, but a new work in their lives as well. And uh, I pray that you would give Central City favor with the city of Columbus, that you would open doors of relationships um, that are above uh, what this team could ever, ever imagine. And we thank you that uh, we know that you want to do great things in us and that sometimes you choose to great, do great things through us. And we're grateful for that opportunity. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. If you are interested in joining us on this adventure and seeing what God is doing in the Columbus area, we'd love for you to join us at our next launch team meeting, which will be posted on our website and on Facebook. Um, this is the time for us to join together as a community to figure out what this church is going to look like and um, how we can serve the city in the local community that we're in. Um, there's lots of different ways to get involved. If you um, are going to a church right now, but you still want to be a part of of what God is doing in this new way, we are um, we have what we're calling sh a short-term uh, commitment where you're just helping us launch six to nine months um, from now until we start weekly services. And this is uh, helping us get to know people in the community, helping with outreach events, um, helping us build those systems that we can run the church. And this is great because you can still go to a church on Sunday mornings since we won't be meeting on Sunday mornings. You can still be involved in a local church but also um, help out with what we're doing. Um, we also are looking for people um, to commit to the church long-term. Uh, if you aren't going to a church right now or are looking for a new church, we would love for you to join us um, and just be committed to what God is doing uh, through uh, Central and through Central City. Um, so we would love to have you join us long-term even. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we, uh, we're pretty much an open book and uh, really just uh, trying to do what God has laid on our hearts. And our, our ultimate goal is to reach new people. But to do that, we need uh, people um, of all walks of life to join with us and partner with us as we uh, uh, choose uh, to follow Jesus together. So thanks so much. And until next time, we'll see you.